How are you today? Okay? Good? Good? Nice sunshine. Thank you. My girls, he gave me a... Let, let me explain. Like I said, sometimes I love the classic music, like the old hymns. I love rock and roll as well. But look, this man here, he gave me a Elvis Presley CD with the classic hymns. What's a... My kids, they... <laughs> I, I listened the whole week. <laughs> My kids, oh, it's enough, daddy. In the garden, and all that classic songs by Elvis. It was amazing. Cass, amazing shoes, beautiful. <laughs> so good to be here with you guys. I want to share with you about Genesis chapter 21. I ask you to switch on your Bible or just open your Bible. Uh, I remember <clears throat> some time ago I was coming back from Italy with Giovanna, and we were at the airport, and a lady around 70-something or nearly to eight years old, she was struggling to find that board, the flight and everything, and we helped her, and she was Brazilian. And then, oh, we're from Brazil, we're from Brazil as well, and then we start to talk, and she was from Sao Paulo, my home city. And I asked, okay, uh, where are you from now? Are you going back to Sao Paulo? Yes, I, I'm coming from Jerusalem in Israel. Said, wow, awesome, nice. Yes, and she said, it's because I start now to learn Hebrew. Said, wow, <laughs> I feel so shame and small. And I felt, okay. I didn't ask her why or and say, don't make new plans or nothing like this. I just asked her, how are you feeling in your heart? You're starting something new in this stage, in this moment. How oh, I feel so exciting and full of hope. And she was trying to teach me some Hebrew words. And it was amazing how someone, after so many experiences uh, in her life, can just start something brand new uh, from nothing. She went in Israel, and she was coming back with her books and everything, and I ah, fell in love with this new language, something new in my life. How someone can build a new life after everything. After life, a new life. I want to share this with you because in the last two Sundays, and the first one, just remember quickly, uh, I talked about two guys who were walking to Emmaus Road, Luke chapter 24. Sad. Uh, very disappointment with God, with the faith, with everything, all their dreams. And now they are walking to, in this road, coming back for, uh, to a, a small life in a village because they were disappointed and sad. And Jesus came, they talked. In the end of that moment, they were full of God's fire again, full of passion. They turned back all the way back to start something new in Jerusalem. The last Sunday I talked about that lady in John chapter 4. You can imagine, one marriage is enough trouble <laughs> sometimes. Because you fall in love and then you start making plans and then you go to the wedding and you have all the, your friends there and the food and the flowers and everything and after some time, divorced broken feelings, all this. But with this lady, it was five times. So it was very aggressive talking with Jesus because the life has been hard with her. And now she was in a new relationship again in her own terms. 
um, and Jesus just came with his word and broke her defenses. In the end of that moment, she was full of life again, full of hope again, running to try and find people to talk about something bigger than her own plans. She left behind a jar of water because some kind of God's vision embraced her soul in a powerful way. And this is just a picture of our lives. So I was thinking and share today with you guys what happened with that. Oh, uh, how was the life of that disciple after this appointment? They came back to Jerusalem, Jerusalem and what? And that lady in that town, Samaria, what happened there? But if I do this, I will mess up everything because now we will start act series and we'll talk about this on 7th of April. I will be here talking about Acts chapter 3. But in this week, um, was a hard week for me. I don't know how it was for you. But I was reading about a lady in Genesis 21. Uh, I ask you to open your Bible from verse 9. And I could see myself here. And then, okay, I want to share about this. Genesis uh, 21st, 21, chapter 9. And we just leave it open your Bible and we go through this. I have my notes here. But Sarah saw the son who Hagar, the Egyptian, had born to Abraham was mocking. And she said to Abraham, Get rid of that slave woman and her son, for that woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. The matter distressed Abraham greatly because it concerned his son. But God said to him, Do not be so distressed about the boy and your slave woman. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you because it's through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the slave into a nation also because he is your offspring. Now, let me explain this soap opera here. Fighting. You know when you have that fight with your... You, you don't need to raise your hands, okay? When you have your fight with your husband and wife or kids. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Sometimes... Uh, what's her name? Ruth Graham. Billy Graham's wife. She was given an interview in the TV station. And the journalist asked her, Okay, you never, you never feel that feeling, I won't get divorced of Billy Graham? And she said, divorce never, but to kill him, yes, many times. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham, the friend of God, the father of faith, and all these beautiful titles that we have about him in the Bible, don't go to Abraham's house today. There's a fight, plates in the wall, blah, blah. I hate that woman. Get rid of that woman now. Woman is just a polite word. But can you imagine? And Abraham was there like every husband. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What should I do? It's not fair. I don't want this life here anymore. I don't want this girl here anymore. I don't want to see this boy anymore. This situation... 
and all this confusing situation was created by Sarah. Okay, just, I don't know, to make you understand quickly. Abraham, in one side, Sarah, his wife. In the other side, Hagar, his slave. In that time, the slaves were like your, your, something, like your car or your animal, something that belongs to you. Sarah couldn't have kids, right? What's the word? Bearing? And Sarah had a brilliant idea. She got God's promise for her. Come on, Sarah, someday you have a boy and your life will be amazing. But uh, it's taking too much time. Abraham, I have a brilliant idea. What? We don't have kids here. Can you spend the night with Hagar? She's just a slave. I have a child. And Abraham, mm, let me think. He did. It's in the Bible. Now the boy was around, I don't know, maybe 12 years old. But Sarah finally had a boy, Isaac. And now Isaac was around, was around I don't know, six or seven years old. And what happened with the boys in this age? If you have a brother like me, we fight. <laughs> I remember me and my brother, he's not here this morning. I think he's working. You remember? After we watched the Karate Kid, Daniel Sun, the first one, okay, in 1984. We just, or Bruce Lee films, or this kind of film, we were on the, so, we were on the sofa, and when fin uh, the, the, the movie finished, we just look at each other, yaw, yaw, and start to fight. <laughs> and the boys were fighting. And then, of course, Isaac, Sarah said, come on, don't walk with this kind of people. Abraham, I don't want this here anymore. Uh, what do you mean? And then they start to fight. This is the soup opera. This is the situation. Now put yourself in Hagar's place. I didn't create all of this. Have you ever felt betrayed by someone or used by someone like something like you're worth nothing? They were talking about her, her feelings and her son like they were nothing. I don't see you anymore. Go. Abraham was confused. But then the worst part is God spoke to him, not to her, not to Hagar, but to him, to Abraham. And God said, yeah, Sarah is right. Boom. God, this is not fair. You are playing, joking with her feelings. You are playing with her emotions. Have you ever felt that God was playing with you? You are trying to do everything right. Maybe you have an um, idea about the situation or about someone. And you fall in love with that idea that someone but was fake. Put yourself now in, in Hagar's shoes and look to Abraham and Sarah in that house and that boy, and the other boy, and, and maybe she thought, okay, I had plans here. I had my boy here. I was kind of second wife of this man, and at times they used to, to do this. In some countries they still do. And now, it's not fair. This is the situation. Verse 14, what's written there? Early... Next morning, can you imagine how was this night? Waiting for the next morning, 
to take that decision. When you need to take some decisions that you change your life. When you need change for another place to work. When you need to decide something because you are going to see the judge. You are going to see the court. You are going to seek some strong decision. You cannot eat. You cannot sleep. You feel anxiety. You feel heavy and memories is a mess. I don't know if this happened before with your life. Oh, tomorrow morning, I have that meeting tomorrow morning, and you have all that feelings. Can you imagine how was that night for Hagar and for the boy? Maybe the boy was just sleeping normal, but Hagar, oh, what's going to do with my life now? I don't know what to do. And Abraham, and even Sarah. Tough decisions, difficult moments. And God was being part of this circus. God was behind the scenes doing everything. I don't understand. Early next morning, Abraham, look, took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He sat them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered, wandered in the desert of Beersheba. Can you imagine the newspaper in the news? The believer Abraham, God's friend, just get rid of the slave with the boy, sent send to the desert to die. Now, Hagar, with a bag, with some bread and some water in the back, with the hand with the boy, with 12 years old, old walking, under that sun, without direction, without track, without road, without pff, destiny, nothing. If you could see now, put your camera in Hagar. A brown lady with a boy with 12 years old and that sun and walking, just walking. Behind her, a situation that was difficult, but she got used to it. Behind her, a small life, humiliating life, sometimes painful life. Because if you read Genesis 16, you see that Sarah and Hagar, they had another fights in the past. But she got used to it. It's, I feel in shock sometimes how easily we got used it with a hard life. And for us, it's okay. When the... Or marriage, ah, it's not the dreams, but it's okay. It's almost there, it's nearly there. Or our jobs, or our life, or, or spirituality, or life with Jesus. And we got used it to it. To come on the Sunday at the church, or with our disappointments in life. Oh, this guy, is, uh, he never changed. My life, you know. And you just feed ourselves in that life, in that house, in that conversations, in that kind of entertainment, in that kind of life. And okay, behind her, she got this situation. But the door was shut now. And she got the new, brand new life. Difficult situation, but she was not slave anymore. I don't know if you feel this. Have you ever felt that God pushing you 
pushing you for a different and scary world and different and scary situation, sometimes God has to be radical. Sounds cruel, sounds disturbing, but if God didn't push Hagar, she would stay there. If, enough, if nothing radical happens in my life, I will stay there in the same place. If nothing radical, God pushed me out of the nest like eagles. Go, fly, go. And you lost everything. Oh, where I put my feet now? What email I need to say and I need to call for that guy? I don't know what to do with my life. If nothing happens in our lives radical, we will stay there. In that small life, complaining about the same situations, have the same opinions about everything, come to the church in the same way, driving our cars in the same way, have the same behavior. We never you change. You never ask sorry, forgive me. You never have any effort to change our habits and behavior because nothing radical is happening. Radical. When you lose something, when you come home and you can see all the bags, your husband is going out, or your just figure out that your teenager son is cutting himself. And then you open your eyes and say, oh my God, what's going on in my life? And God said, God says, uh-huh, I got a surprise for you. It's so painful. Yes, I know. If you never face the desert, the tough situation, we You'll never know how great is our God. He cannot build a new life if our heart, our brain, our feelings are stuck in the old life. I know some of us has been hurt. Some of us still have memories. Some of us would like to take revenge. Some of us cannot forgive that situation or that person. Some of our disappointments is still driving our lives today. But God needs to do something radical to put you in another road, in another life, to see you building something. Because only, I told this last week, I don't know any strong people with an easy past. The only way to build a warrior and someone stronger is through this path. She was there. Verse, let me see, 16. Let's keep reading. 15. When the water in the skin was gone, look the situation. She put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off. She went off and sat down about a bull shot 50 yards away. For she, she thought, I, oh my God, look this. I cannot watch the boy die. As she sat there, she began to sob, to weeping, to cry. But heard the boy crying. Let me tell you something about this, this part here, verse 16. You know, the worst way to suffer is to pretend you are not suffering. It's to build a character strong. If you are suffering with something, but we need to keep your image or, and then just pretend, okay, this is. And sometimes we have small moments of joy. 
And sometimes when you go to watch a nice film or have a nice meal with some friends, but after that moment, you still are suffering about something that has to be done in your life. Some decision has to be made. You need to do something, and you are avoiding situations because you're past, because it's painful, because it's hard. I don't want to talk about Sarah. I don't want to talk about Abraham. I don't want to talk to Jesus about my five ex-husbands. Uh, I don't want to talk to Jesus about this stuff. It's, uh, it's painful. Uh, let me do something here. Let me watch Netflix. Let me go to the church and see the guys and sing some songs. The worst way to suffer is pretend that you are not suffering. When you have no space or friends that we can trust, or even in church like our church, space for tears and to not be okay and to confess kinds of sin that we are ashamed. You don't have to, but you can. She was crying. I don't want to see the boy die. In other words, I have no hope. I want to suffer. You see that moment? Verse 18. Let's come back. 17. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What's the matter, Hagar? Again, these God's questions. <laughs> what kind of answer would you give for someone who knows that you are reaping? What's going on? Why? It's so obvious. Stop it. Come on. I get divorced now. I just lost my job. I don't know what to do with my life. You see, it's the same question in the mayor's road. What are you talking about, guys? You don't know where, where have been, what planet you came from. It's the same conversation with the lady in John chapter 4. Tell me more about the five hugs. Wow, he knows. He wants to listen to you. We don't talk, we talk too much because we complain. But we don't talk about feelings of our heart to Jesus. We take some tablets to sleep. But we don't talk about our anxieties. Jesus, we don't pray. We talk everything for our partner or for some friend. Ah, you haven't seen what, what she has done. You don't know what, how is Sarah. She's so difficult, blah, blah, blah. But we don't talk. God, listen to me because sometimes, God, when I try to pray, I feel that you are not listening. I'm angry. I don't know what to do, God. What's your matter? What, why you are sad, Hagar? Do not be afraid. Oh. Put your name here. Daniel, do not be afraid. I know it was not fair. I can see your scars. I can see you are bleeding your soul. But hey, do not be afraid. How? God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand. For I will make him into a great nation. In other words, God is saying, forget about Sarah, 
Abraham, your past, your hurts, your sorrows. You have a time to, to cry, to weep. You are suffering. I know, but now, from now on, take the boy. Lift it up. Action. Build a new life. There is nothing to do about the past. It's done. You are not fair with someone. You feel guilty. It's done. God knows your heart. God knows everything about you. Now, the need for change must be greater than our victimization. Make sense? He was weeping and crying. Came. Okay, why? Uh, because, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I heard the cry. And now, stand up. Start building something new. Start to change our habits. Start Guys, we spend nine years, an average person spend nine years of life with TV and social media. Around five hours a week doing nothing. You want to achieve something new? You want to build a new life? Stand up. Action. I love when this God's invitations. God didn't take her by the hand. God didn't send someone, oh, let me help you, to help her with the self-pity and start to keep feeding the self-pity and start, oh, yes, I know Abraham, oh, Sarah. God said, stand up and more. I have a mission for you. And that mission is 50 yards from you. Go there, take the boy with the hand. Some things just will change our, our lives when we decide. You need to decide to stop to complain smoking. You need to decide to stop to be annoying. You need to decide to walk with God in a real life, in a deep way. You need to decide to forgive your past and forgive yourself. There's a brand new life waiting for you, but you're still stuck in weeping because of your disappointments. God has something new, and He will show for you. It's my decision. It's not God's decision. Don't blame Satan. Don't blame anyone. It's your decision. The church cannot do nothing for me. It's my hands. God, I have no strength enough. I don't feel. You don't have to feel. You have to decide. You not feel. Uh, I wait to feel that right moment to forgive someone, to forgive that. No, you'll not feel this. You need to decide. Don't keep in your mailbox that email from that person. Don't keep. Just move to the trash. Don't keep that photos, that conversations on WhatsApp that was hurting, and sometimes you come back for the to read. <laughs> Shut that door. Now, look this room. Verse 19. Then, only then, and this is my focus here with you this morning. After suffering, after unfair life, many disappointments, after eight years old, I will start something new now, why not? After everything. Then, only then, after God pushed her over of that situation, kick her out, boom, radical, like Jesus said. If her eyes make you sin, just take away. 
You have no control of your temper. You need to change now or you lose your family. You have no control of your, uh, you are playing with God. Change now or you lose everything. Decisions. Then God decides, okay, now I will give a hand for you. And God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. In that place, water, uh, you can be rich. It's not written here that God put some water in a miracle's way there like Moses uh, from the rock and then came water. Nothing, nothing. It was there. She was not seen. Jesus was there walking with the guys in the mayors and they couldn't realize. Jesus was there talking with the lady in the well and she said, I think you were a prophet. Jesus was there all the time. Behind that fight with Sarah, behind the scenes, behind everything she couldn't understand, God was working. God was working there. It was in each other. God was there. I know when it's, it hurts, memories, past, sometimes our behavior is because our, because our memories. Then sometimes you cannot be touched in some way with your husband because make you remember of sadness and so painful memories. I know it's hurt. God was there doing what? Building you. Building a new you to make you stronger because God has a mission for you. He's not joking. He's not playing. There's a brand new life waiting for you when you cross that line. Forget the past. God wants you take some decisions decisions this morning you need to leave this building my friend hating me or loving me or thinking about this speech here this morning but I need to change my life now today I need to look at pictures at photos in my Facebook and throw away I need to clean my life God bring light on my family over my house everything that's hidden bring out I want to clean my life you don't need that website. You don't need that friendship. You don't need that behavior. You don't need. Everything is okay on the cross. If you feel that I need to ask for forgiveness, you have been forgiven. The problem is not God's forgive, it's yourself. The problem is that nothing changed God's love for you. There is nothing that we can do to make God love you more. It's okay. It's the cross of Jesus. This is grace. This is New Testament. We are under the grace. We have new, brand new opportunities. We are our main problem. I know it's painful, but now God is saying, forget about Sarah. Let me show you something. Bling. And ah, I couldn't realize this before. Why I was crying if I have a new... It's a well with water. I can save my life, I can save my kid, I can start a new life, because in that time they have a lot of travelers with the camels. If you have water there, oh, how much water? Two camels, give me here, you can drink water. I can start a business, I can start, start something new. Just because God opened her eyes. Maybe God will not take you for another environment, for another town, for another church, for another marriage, for another blah, blah, blah. 
but maybe God just needs to make you open your eyes. Come on. Maybe you need to look for your friends, for your family, for your kids, for your children, without this criticism, without this poison in your soul, without the same eyes. Look of mercy, because we need mercy. We need give grace, because we need grace. We need to be tolerant, because God is like this with us. God don't lead us with a stick in his hands, with love, with decision. Then, after the side, when God say, okay, what's the matter? Ah, blah, 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 okay, I know. Now, stand up. It's enough. It's enough. Stop to drive your life by your past. Stop to drive your decisions because something bad happened. Oh, that pastor, that church. Well, it's enough. Let me show something for you. Boom. A new life waiting for you here. New people, you can change your life forever. And now look at this film. It's like a film. Uh, verse 20. She, uh, night. she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. Nineteen. Who gave the boy a drink? Hagar. She took decisions. She went there. She asked for forgiveness. She asked for a second chance. She changed for another place. She changed her habits. She, action, outcome. She went there, give a drink for a boy. It was not an angel. It was her. After this, the film stops here. It's like, uh, it's right? Soap opera? Soap opera? Yeah. And you see the screen 20 years later. Bling, and you see the, the characters. He was a boy, a guy with mustache and everything. Oh. So, bling, 20 years later, verse 20. The first sentence is stronger, is amazing. God was with the boy. Can you put your name here? Look through our Bible. God was with Daniel. There. As he grew up... <laughs> Was God working to make you grow up? To make you understand how life is? And now, what should I do with all this? After overcome disappointments? Was God there? Yes, he was. Why? He's God, I don't know. But he was building something in you. But what should I do with this? Look. He lived in the desert, and became an archer, a warrior, a fighter, <laughs> someone stronger to face wars. Do you know our problem? We don't want fight anymore for nothing. We want the things easily. Easy times just build weak people. He became a warrior, an archer. Is right, archer? Now, I love Hagar. Look, this lady. Verse 20. He lived in the desert and became a archer while he was living in the desert of Paran. His mother, again, got a wife for him from Egypt. Now, in the first scene, we have a boy dying. She came with water. 20 years later, bling, he's stronger. He knows how to shut the narrow. He knows how to fight. <laughs> I'm easy. 
and she was looking for a wife to him, and she got it. What this shows for you? This shows for me that this lady, after this situation, started to build her new life. I will make this boy a strong man. I will make this boy. Let me teach you how to shoot him, putting that target. Oh, it's wrong, my son, but let's go Poof, again, again. He's building something in her family. He's, she, she was building a, a, a new person. She was building a new story. She was building a new everything. And if some robbers or some dangerous guy, oh, there's a lady there with a well. Yeah, let's steal the water. Ishmael was his name. Was protecting everything. She built everything from nothing. In this moment, in verse 20, I believe if you ask her, Hey, Hagar, in about Sarah and Abraham, and maybe her answer uh, will be, What's the best thing that have ever happened in my life? Because they said no for me, because they shut the door for me, now I have a new life. Because I don't have more that job or that situation or that friends. Now I'm free. I'm not slave anymore. I can build something new because God was with the boy. God was with me. And I have something to start again my life. What are you waiting for? Hey, God, hey God, you don't remember Abraham? Abraham is fine. It's okay. It's fine. It's okay. Because otherwise, maybe in this time, I would be there with Ishmael under Sarah's supervision. I would be there in that same life, a weak person, full of traumas and afraid of everything, afraid to try again. My boy may be a weak man, and I have dreams for this boy. I have dreams for this family. I have dreams for that people who come after me. I have a project I need to find. A good, a strong wife for this boy. I will. Look, she's strong. Look, she's now building the future. She's now giving steps for the future. Not for the past again. Visiting the past again. Disappointments again. Bleeding again. And then one week, okay. Another week, bad. Three days, bad. One day, okay. She was with focus in the future. Come on, boy. You can be stronger. Let's make some money with this water here. We are in the place at 45 degrees we have water we reach come on boy you need to learn how to fight the fights of life and i will find the right wife for you and you build your family because with the right wife you can look she's all the time thinking the future i like this lady i like her i like the way that god works this is not to make us Everlasting kids, <laughs> immatures. This is not to build some kind of plastic spirituality. Just raise your hands and praise the Lord and everything will be okay. It's to take us back to the life. Because like this last song, beautiful song. Uh, outside the life is waiting for me and you. The phone will ring, that name will come. And you feel your stomach bad. You need to answer. You need to say no. You need to have that kind of conversation that you are avoiding. Your future is hidden behind these situations. You need to stop to cry. 
you have to give a chance for the Lord to show something new for you that you don't know. Another day I was, I came here two minutes. I don't know if we're here or not. I'll talk again. I'll speak again. Uh, I was thinking that word of Jeremiah when God said, cry out to me and I will show something uh, for you that you don't know what is. I was thinking, okay, God, let's, uh, let's think together, God. Maybe in my prayers I have names. I can write some names. Now I want to pray for my family. Now I want to pray for my kids. Now I want to pray for my career. Or sometimes you can make a cycle and an exercise. Okay, from in to out. For me first, for my family first, for the church first, for the And you pray for, for things, for people, for situations and all this. And it's amazing. We, we need to. But Jeremiah got the same. It's something that you don't know that I want to show for you. And then the angel, the angel, I don't know, some famous one, Gabriel maybe, or was, uh, he, he's in the heaven, and the laptop there, and a new email or WhatsApp message. Oh, Lord, a new pray from Daniel. Oh, what? And Jesus with, with the glass, uh, what he's asking about? Oh, uh, it's family. Okay, put in the drawer of family. And there was a drawer there. He opened, okay, family stuff. Daniel. <laughs> oh, it's a new pray now. Uh, it's about the new job. He's looking for a new job. Oh, career. is in that side under the thingy. And the angel put there all these things that you can name it. You can put the label because you know. But God's saying, okay, stop for a moment. In the end of that corridor, Holy Spirit tells Daniel, I don't understand English very well, but Holy Spirit, you understand about different tongues. Come on. You can talk to him different languages <laughs> show to him in the end of that corridor you see that yes there's a draw with no name but what is inside uh-huh hey daniel you don't know what's there go open it but it's a desert it's a wilderness go through this path i don't know this path It's a prank, God. Are you joking? I don't know this path. Come on, Daniel. I want to show amazing stuff that you have no idea about your faith. Stop to have this superficial faith. Stop it. I don't want this. I'm tired of this. It's a long time. Isaiah chapter 1. If you read, God is tired of our plastic spirituality. I want some heart here, Daniel. I have your words. I want your heart here. I have new life, new things to show for you. Go for it. <laughs> Stop it to complete. I know. You have memories. You remember the stuff. You remember the suffering, the sorrows, the disappointments. But there is something brand new here. You just need to decide. You know what it's about. Make a list today. I told this another day here. I, I sat with Giovanna. This is dangerous, but I did. And I ask her, give me five things that you see in me that I need to change. Ah, oh, no, no, no. Harder. I will not feel hurt. I'm not a teenager. Come on. Give me five. I think she gave me around 20. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. And I wrote in, the, in that paper. 
and I came to the Lord and said, look, Lord, th this is my mirror. It's the way that she sees me. Help me to change. And after talked with the Lord, I came to YouTube to listen to some speech, some things that to, I need to be better. I need to improve. I need to recognize. I need to give a step back. I, I was wrong. I, I need to ask for forgiveness, for sorry for some people. I need to change because I decide to live a different life. It's in your hands and God is with you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for us, for me as well. Because maybe your situation is God pushing you. Go. Go for that role. Go for a different way. I know it's painful. Go. I have something new to show. Go. I have a well of water. You can build everything new from nothing. You can start Hebrew when 80 years old. You can do everything. You can start our business. You can start to smile again. You can start everything. You can start to walk with me in a different way. You can start a new marriage in your marriage. You can start to be a new father. There is a new you in you. And I want to show this for you. This is our God. I want to ask you to close your eyes. Even in your chair, close your eyes for a second. And I love this. Uh, I want to ask you for, to pray. To pray for yourself now. Visit your soul now. <sighs> to visit the places, the painful places in you, not to bleed again. No, no, no. You need to say for yourself, is enough. It's enough. God, help me to take new decisions. I don't want to keep this victimization situation. I don't want to be a victim anymore. I don't want to be a stone in my own way. God, show me my well. Show me when or where can I start a new life again. I want overcoming these disappointments. I want to start again, Lord. I need you, Holy Spirit. I need your forgiveness. I need to forgive myself. I have been so cruel, so rude sometimes. With all my poison, my criticism, but there is a root. Something that came for years and years of my life. God, I want to stop this. I need to. I need, Lord, your love, your love healing my soul. I need to have my eyes opened to see around how rich I can be of love, affection, kindness. God, help me. Save me from myself. Save me, save me from, from my Wrong feelings and decisions based on my temper. I want to forget God about Sarah and Abraham. I want to forget about how hard was the path in the desert. I want now to stop to cry. I want now to build a new life. I want to leave this place in this morning. Thinking and decisions that I need to do this afternoon and tomorrow morning and Tuesday morning. 
and start building something brand new, brand new. Give me dreams, give me visions, give me ideas, Lord. Show me the well, give me strength. I need to be brave, I need you. Give me something to pursue, give me something to believe, give me something to walk and to run in this direction. I want to wake up of my victimism. I want to start something, Lord. I need you for this. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your love who pushed us out of the nest, who pushed us out of the comfort zone, who pushed me out, who pushed us out of that small life in that kind of environment so unfair but we got used to it thank you because love is here this morning amen